I'm Madison Malone Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to I See Why Am I. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. Rachel's back! I'm back. I know you missed me. Um, I would say the last three remaining brain cells I have left are running finally at about 75 to 80%, which means I pass. <laughs> yeah, you get to go on with your class next year. New grade, new teacher. Thank God the old one sucks. <laughs> well, I'm going to blow those remaining three brain cells, though. Madison, I need those. Mm, too bad. I, I need them. I assume, I know, I can only hope that you listened to last week's episode with guest host Moises, yeah? Oh, of course. So then you're uh, safe to say you are familiar with the Louis Thoreau rap. I was familiar with it before the episode. Excuse you, this is my job, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, one, I would like to take a moment to just acknowledge the countless people who emailed, DM'd, replied to my tweets, If you know me personally, there were several text messages. I am sorry to this man. I did not know that Louis Thoreau and Justin Thoreau were cousins. I was not familiar with Louis's work. And this this is an error on my part. You didn't know they were related? The more you know, the more you Thoreau. (laughs) Oh my God, I really am back. I didn't know. I'm sorry I'm so obtuse. I will try to be better in the future. But what I actually wanted to tell you is that apparently I have since discovered there's a small community of people online who think the words are actually not my money don't jiggle jiggle, but rather my money don't jingle jingle. It folds. No. No. As in my my money no. bills, not coins. No, I understand. I understand the line, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to believe that. <laughs> That that doesn't make any sense because the next line is, I like the way you wiggle wiggle, which rhymes with jiggle jiggle, not jingle jingle. But that's like an interior rhyme. The real rhyme is the oh, the faux show don't fold, which that really doesn't that doesn't work anything. either. <laughs> <laughs> which I think means this is all truly all the time we have left to devote to uh, rapping British documentarians. Well, there goes my David Attenborough story. Another time, because we have to get to everyone's burning questions. That's right. It's time for another installment of Red Receipts. Read Receipts. I want to see the receipts. Once again, we have to say that y'all continue to come through with some truly incredible questions that make me question not only my mental health, but y'all's. A-plus job, y'all. You are asking shit like, what's going on with Haley Kiyoko? And is the Apple Health app also selling my biological data? Or my favorite, as in the one that is truly lodged deep into my brain, oh God, is there a new couch guy? We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back to answer all of these questions and more. And just like that, all I breathe, all I feel, you are all for me. I'm in, and just like that, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we are back. Our very first question comes from listener Claire. Hi, ICYMI. Can you please explain what is going on with Haley Kyoko and Becca Tilly? I know who Haley Kyoko is, kind of. I have never heard of Becca Tilly. The internet is very excited. Please help. Okay, love to receive a question just invented in a laboratory for me. I mean, also for me, because Becca Tilly's a Bachelor contestant. This is about gay rights. Back off. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I will relinquish this one to you. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can absolutely tap in with your Bachelor knowledge because uh, we all know mine's lacking. So um, if you follow me on Twitter... I'm sorry, and I have not stopped talking about this for days, but TLDR, Haley Kiyoko, is a lesbian pop star, formerly a Disney Channel star. She was on a movie called Lemonade Mouth, which there's no reason I should have seen except I nannied a summer, and I have watched that movie easily 100 times. Now she's a pop star. I love her. She's great. But the worst kept secret for truly years now in the land of Celesbia, the oh Isle of Lesbo, oh the Reddit threads of Sappho, oh <laughs> is that... There was this rumored relationship between Haley and a former Bachelor contestant named Becca Tilly. Becca was in the final two in Chris Soule's season in 2015. He uh, didn't pick her. She was also in the final five the next year on Ben Higgins' season. Rachel, please, fact check. Yes, yes. I didn't watch Chris Soule's season. I hadn't started watching it. Ben Higgins was actually my first season, so I do remember Becca Tilly. I don't remember anything else about her other than her name. Like, I just know Becca Tilly, Bachelor contestant, and that's it. She had a, like, virginity plot line, if that jogs the memory at all. Unfortunately, no, because that's <laughs> Just actually... Just narrows it down to, like, 20 potential really candidates. really common <laughs> narrative on The Bachelor. Okay, so for years, queer women, specifically my group chats, have picked up hints and clues that these two were together. I think my, like, sapphic Facebook group has been talking about this for so long, I actually thought this was already, like, canon on the record. This was confirmed, but it's it's not... It was not. Back in 2018, Becca Tilly confirms that she is dating someone new, but she's been mom on whom. Fast forward to the present, Haley Kiyoko starts teasing a Bachelor-themed music video for a new song called For the Girls. And the girls, the queers, go nuts. The video finally drops, and sure enough, it's a full-on, like, Bachelor Mansion, roses, fights over who's there for the right reasons, people getting pushed in pools, you know, the whole works with Haley Kiyoko as the, the titular... I guess in this case, she'd be a bachelorette handing out roses. And in the final shot, Becca Tilly appears. Oh, my God. More people should do bachelor-themed music videos. This is phenomenal. <laughs> the two are then spotted kissing at the launch party for the song. And we're all like, okay, like that's a, that's a gentle confirmation. Gentle? What more do you want? Well, the next day, Becca Tilly... She posts a reel full of clips of videos of the two of them together over the last four years oh of their relationship. I've now watched it God. approximately 100 times. That sounds adorable. My little I love love heart is singing. Including but not limited to Tilly being at the show where Haley Kyoko performed with Taylor Swift. Gay rights. Just saying. 
We cannot get into your Gaylor conspiracy right now. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. But there is another conspiracy baked into this reel, which is the caption. Becca writes, hard to say if this is a hard or soft launch, but it is a launch. Hashtag 95P, which is code. 95P? That sounds like that that fitness thing that people were on. on <laughs> Wait, like do you mean P90X? Yeah! <laughs> Okay, it's nothing like that. It's the nickname that fans had given to Haley, or the presumed Haley, after Becca, who hosts a podcast on the show, said that she was 95% sure she was going to marry her current partner, 95P. Wow. I love this. This is cute. This is one of the best questions we ever answered. And they all lived happily and gaily ever after. Happy early Pride Month, corporations. Please remember, you don't need to do anything except donate to genuinely pro-LGBTQ causes all 12 months of the year. Anyhow, what's next, Rachel? What's next? (laughs) Our next question is from a few different listeners who all listened to our episode about period trackers. And they're asking something along the line of, is the iPhone Health app also listening to you? And then Sarah sent us his voice note. I have a question about the period app tracking app episode. I've never really used outside period tracking apps. Um, I've mainly just used the period tracking feature in the Apple Health app because I have an iPhone. Can I still use my period tracking feature in my Apple Health app or is my information going to be hacked, stolen, sold, and used for who knows what in the future? Okay, Sarah, we will absolutely answer this question, though I will say we, uh, we avoided talking specifically about the Apple app because we wanted to talk to a wider audience. So Android users, apologies for a brief moment. (laughs) But if you haven't listened to that episode, it's called Your Period Tracker Is Not Your Friend. And the short of it is that apps like Flow or Clue and any other app that you've uh, handed over biological data to, namely when you menstruate, um, have been sharing that data with companies like Google and Facebook. And uh, that in the current climate can be very dangerous for some people. But the question here is, is the Apple Health Tracker app also doing that? If you don't use it or not familiar, the health app is pretty much like what it sounds like. So it tracks your walking distance, your sleep pattern. My personal favorite, it will yell at me if my headphones have been too loud on a given day. I love that. (laughs) I really, I do. Because it's not necessarily something I think about. Yeah. It also now integrates your health record. So you can add like your immunization records, your allergies or whatever into this widget. And there's also the whole medical ID thing, which is something that shows up on your iPhone. If you're ever in an emergency, someone can just look at it and know like what medication. No penicillin. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But what we're describing here, obviously, is just a treasure trove of highly personal data that you are potentially risking exposure to. So according to Apple... It's pretty safe. You know, they say that when your device is locked with, you know, your passcode or your thumb or your face, all of that data, other than the medical ID for emergencies, which Rachel just mentioned, is encrypted and inaccessible. And also, if you're using a more recent iOS, you should ideally have a two-factor authentication turned on, (laughs) which makes your information even further more secure. So Apple can't read that data when it's in the iCloud. Please set up two-factor authentication on literally everything. For every single app. It's very important. And if you tell us you did it on Twitter, we will applaud you. Wow. I was like, what What are we giving them? We don't have prizes. Praise. <laughs> we, are, we are creating a positive feedback loop here. We will. We will send you a GIF of our own choosing and or meme. 
That's if you send us without proof, a T, just just that, to be very yes, clear. Yes, yes, yes. no gifts. <laughs> Effectively, what Apple is saying here is they're doing everything in their power to keep your data safe, anonymous, and encrypted. But as with all things, uh, caveat emptor. So sounds like in terms of cycle tracker apps, the one within the Apple iOS, within the health app, sounds probably the most secure. It's not selling or sharing data. Right. So a lot of what we talked about on our period tracker episode is that anti-abortion groups can easily acquire by literally just buying data to target and harass people seeking out abortions. That's still true, but that's not the data coming from the health app. That's location data coming from third-party apps installed on your phone that also know where you are. So, you know, companies like SafeGraph, which is a data broker we talked about, they can't see inside your Apple health app, but they could see inside, say, Flow. The biggest but here, though, is obviously that quite literally nothing on your phone is ever going to be 100% secure. I mean, Apple security breaches happen. (laughs) Just think about every time you get a notification being like, time to update your phone, critical security patch necessary. (laughs) Those are the moments where your data is most at risk. And users having the ability to share their health data with third-party apps, mm, well, do you know what's going on with those third-party apps? Not least because all of this makes Apple sound like kind of a privacy saint, which compared to a lot of other places, it kind of is. But importantly, it doesn't really do nearly enough to make sure that the third-party apps available through its app stores are abiding by its own privacy guidelines. So kind of a hypocrite. It's saying that the app that is installed on this phone when you buy it That's good. Anything else you buy through the app store? (laughs) I don't know. Mirror my God to thee. But I'm not going to lie. This might have convinced me to use the health app for my my period tracking. Well, Rachel is going to go update her health app, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the new couch guy. Clown makeup. And, um, well, actually, in a rare turn of events, I have a question for all of you. Ooh, more on that after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. 
Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you love our podcast, and I, I really, really hope you do, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. If you subscribe, you get no ads on any Slate podcast. Most importantly, you will be supporting this podcast. This show would not be possible without y'all's support. Slate Plus really helps keep this show going. You'll also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like Slow Burn, Amicus, Mom and Dad Are Fighting, and Big Moon Little Mood. And you'll also get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to every single article and, yes, every single advice column on Slate, and you will never, ever hit the paywall. Just visit slate.com slash plus to sign up. That is slate.com slash plus. All right, we are back. Rachel, what's next? So our next question comes from Macklin, who, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I'm so sorry, who asked, why didn't my boyfriend start getting female-presenting people in everyday clown makeup on his insects floor page? I want to know. I need to know. What? Listen, I have a lot of questions. Here's at least three. What is everyday clown makeup? Is it like a wearable clown makeup? Like business casual clown makeup? Like Pennywise in the streets? Not like Ronald McDonald in the streets? What exactly is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) I have questions. Rachel! Rachel! I just, I don't know what everyday clown makeup means, but I can't... Ronald McDonald in the sheets? you know, little 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 question to leave y'all with. But I can semi-answer why it's appearing, but not what everyday clown makeup is. So the answer to this question is the Instagram Explore page, much like any algorithm, is a bit of a black box because it is proprietary data. Much like the TikTok algorithm, Instagram slash Facebook slash Meta. Nice. <laughs> They don't actually really want to fully explain why certain shit it's up in the Explore page, other than it's based on, like, previous activities. So the accounts you already follow, the photos and videos hmm. you already liked, who hmm. you're connected to on Instagram. <laughs> what we're saying is your boyfriend might be a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying to check behind his ear for a little bit of white makeup, but I am saying maybe check behind his ear for a little bit of white makeup. Okay, Rachel, if you check behind a clown's ear, you're going to find like a quarter or a carnation or one of those scarves that never ends. That's even more evidence than the white makeup. Maglin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We're, we're, this is a, a, a roast of love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll continue with the actual answer. There are so many different like web pages, like tutorials. Honestly, you could probably find an actual course that costs $2,000 about how to get on the Instagram Explore page. But they basically come down to the fact that it's dictated by something called a <clears throat> feed ranking system, which is not really the question you ask. But according to an engineering post from Instagram, the point of the system is to try and make your Explore feed look and feel as similar to your homepage as possible. Sit with that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, at at some point in his history on Instagram or Facebook, your boyfriend signaled to Instagram that he might enjoy some female presenting people in everyday clown makeup. 
how might he have done this? I'm not going to say clown kink because like it could be something as simple as he watched or liked reels or photos of people doing makeup. And Instagram is trying to figure out exactly what kind of makeup he might be interested in. It does feel like, you know how when you watch YouTube videos, it takes like a half dozen to get to Nazis or white supremacy. It does feel like the way that these algorithms work is they take you to the extreme really fast. Yes. Yes, they do. And the only way to get out is to click not interested. So if you aren't interested in the clown makeup, you can click that. And that does seem to do something. You will get out of the clown car. Basically, the answer to this question is you got to ask your boyfriend. Please give us an update on the situation. I'm really curious. Thank you for a fantastic question. (laughs) (laughs) Our next question is not as fun. It comes to us courtesy of our Twitter inbox. Roll the clip. Is there another couch guy? I saw a video of a girl flying thousands of miles to surprise her unenthusiastic boyfriend. It's even set to the exact same music as OG couch guy. As soon as I saw this, I kind of wished for the sweet release of death. (laughs) I have to laugh because we did an episode about couch guy, obviously back in October. It is in fact entitled TikTok's couch guy is not your friend. I swear we've only ever named two episodes about things that are not your friend and we have to reference them both here. This is honestly y'all's fault as listeners for making us reference these episodes. I will not apologize for our naming conventions. (laughs) Okay, Rachel, I have to admit, I know nothing about this. I was completely blissfully unaware and now I need you to smash that joy for me. Yay. I love to smash joy. Before I do that, I feel I must, in case you haven't heard or in case you missed it, Couch Guy is referring to a phenomenon from October in which a girl surprised her college boyfriend in one of those cheesy videos that are all over TikTok, like, I flew miles to surprise my boyfriend. Here's his reaction. Except the thing is, a whole metric buck ton of people decided that this guy, Couch Guy, did not get up fast enough from said couch to greet her, which meant that the amateur sleuth economy on TikTok took it upon themselves to not only do a forensic investigation of this TikTok, but to harass both parties in this video under the guise of what, like feminism or some shit? It was wild. It was bad. And it looks like someone didn't take the clues from that situation and decided to replicate it. But for clout? I mean, it was so bad. Couch Guy later wrote an op-ed for Slate, which we will link to, about how painful and awful and terrifying this experience was. So the video at 444 Malls tweeted is from a TikTok user at Lauren Mapazua. On Twitter, the video has 1.6 million views, which is a lot. On TikTok, it has 1.2 million views. Also a lot, but we've, we've had higher Not view counts. Not the TikTok, yeah. Yeah. But importantly, as our listener noted, it is indeed scored by the exact same song as the OG Couch Guy, which is an Ellie Golding song that I would like to never hear again. And just like that, girl, let's see. I just... Did you hear what I said? Yeah, <laughs> I don't actually know any of the words in that. I like vaguely know what the sentence end verbs are. All I know is it's saying is and just like that. It's like all I need, all I breathe, all I see, I think. If those are wrong, I don't care. My money don't jiggle jiggle. Oh my God. <laughs> 
So anyway, as this song that neither of us likes plays, we see videos of various travel shots from Lauren's journey. There's a bus, there's a plane, I think there's a train, maybe there's a boat. There's definitely not a boat, I just said that. And on screen, there are captions. And the captions say, surprisingly long distance boyfriend. And then it says, 14 hours of flying slash 5,665 miles in distance from the American flag emoji to what I discovered is the Swedish flag emoji. 5,665 miles from Sweden. Exactly. Exactly. Then we see the video of the long-awaited reunion. And listeners, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It's cringy. It's cringy. I didn't like it. I fully did not want to finish this video because, my God, this girl is so enthusiastic. And her boyfriend does not even get up off the couch. Like, she tries to pull him to his feet and he does not get up. I do not know what in the world would possess someone to post this as an enduring reunion. Unless, and here's where I go full Madison, unless you know the history of Couch Guy and you were trying to engineer a viral moment I believe this is staged. I think this is staged. My work here is done. I'm like, Mary Poppins, I can leave now. (laughs) I don't have any evidence, though. Besides the fact... (laughs) Okay, my work's not done. ...that Lauren posted the same clip not once but twice. And on the very first video, here's the most compelling evidence. There's a comment that reads, when he already made plans, now he's trying to figure out how to hide you. Which is one of many similar comments, but the thing about this comment, it's a special comment. You want to know why it's special? I do. I really do. Well, almost 16,000 people liked it. And you know who else liked it? You know who was one of those almost 16,000 people? Lauren. Lauren herself. Why would you like that comment? That makes no sense. Why would you like a comment disparaging your boyfriend unless you were planning this from the start? I rest my case. So yeah, there is a new couch guy, but not really because I don't think this is going nearly as viral. Maybe people learn their lesson. Maybe they realize that it's someone scamming them. But thank God, it's not going as viral. As promised, our last question comes from me. What? Moi? Um, No, but seriously, for weeks now, I've been seeing TikToks of people doing this hack to make jeans that are a little bit too small fit again. And look, it is a It is a post-sitting-on-this-chair-for-many-years sort of economy we are living in. I have some jeans that uh, used to fit better, and I would like to not have to rebuy. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do know what you're saying. The hack is allegedly very simple. You put on your pants, which actually, that... Uh, Yeah, that seems important. (laughs) You put on your pants, and then you get in the shower wearing your pants, and you get them totally soaking wet. I'm sorry, what? Yes, and then you get out of the shower, and you let the pants dry on your body. What? That sounds miserable. Right. But allegedly, when you take them off, they are slightly bigger than before. And so what I want to ask our listeners in this very special installment of Red Receipts, does this work? Have you done this? I would like counsel from the trusted ICYMAGAs before I willingly hang around in wet denim and become like a temporary resident of Chafe City, USA, if you know what I'm saying. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, this just sounds like a recipe for thigh chafing. But still, I have jeans that I would like to fit better. So if you've done this, let me know. And perhaps our next episode, I'll be coming to you live from our shower. Again? Yeah, I was going to say, if you've been with us since the beginning, you'll know this is uh, not the first time. (laughs) 
All right, that is the show. We will be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode. Please leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. It really, really helps us find new listeners. And also tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like, why is my boyfriend getting everyday clown makeup? Actually, if you can answer the question of what everyday clown makeup is, please actually DM us immediately. You can also tell us what everyday clown makeup is at ICYMI and Slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader, Rachel Hampton, and me, Madison Malone-Kircher. Special thanks to Shana Roth for helping us produce this episode. Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of Audio. See you online. Or in Madison Shower. So basically, it doesn't have the code it needs to be able to make your data translate to Madison menstruated these eight days of this month and not the other 21. Apparently, it's a leap year. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, Matt. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.